Crimson Tower Studios. Welcome to the Old World Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay and the original podcast to bring you both discussion and actual play in 4th edition. This is an actual play episode, and uh, we're going to be playing some Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th edition. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, before we get started here, first, let's do some introductions. I'm your GM for tonight's episode, uh, GM Lance, and uh, I'll be running this crazy crew. Uh, so let's go around the horn here. Why don't you introduce who you are and your character and your favorite flavor of pie? Because if it's not pie week, it should be pie week. Hi, my name is Matt. I'm going to be playing Deke Mirafrain, and my favorite fa flavor of pie is homemade rhubarb. Nice. Which I'm literally eating some right now because Janet is awesome. Dana, how come you didn't make me any pie? The GM, the one that controls your fate. I didn't I didn't catch what your favorite pie was, sir. I heard you ask us to talk about what our favorite pie was, and then I don't recall you actually telling us your favorite pie. Uh, my favorite pie is homemade pumpkin pie with a gigantic serving of cool whip on top. Cool Ugh. whip. Terrible. Ridiculous. Cool whip is Ugh, nothing in comparison to fresh whipped whipped cream. I'm just gonna throw that out there. But I could I could get behind a, a homemade pumpkin pie. Yeah. Fresh out of the oven. I'd try your, your crazy whip. I mean, I do prefer my, you know, edible whipped plastic, but hey. To each his own. You don't know what you're missing. It's okay. I'll forgive do the I, ignorance this time. Do I get an extra fortune because I'm actively eating pie right now? If anything, you'd lose a fortune. If you can, if right. you can, if you can prove, <laughs> if you can prove it's Pie Week, I, I'll accept that. <laughs> J He's Janet, saying, you want to go next? The reason I don't have to prove that is because in our house, every week is Pie Week, and that's the only acceptable <laughs> answer. There we go. Sure, I will go next. I am Janet. I play Lynn Mariel. And I like chess pie. It's my favorite pie. What? And then what pie? Caramel apple pie. I've I've never heard of that pie. Yeah. Before. Is that a real pie? Chess pie. It is a real pie. I will send you information about it later. And to those old worlders out there that know what I'm talking about, they're gonna back me up. I can tell. Now, now Janet, you do know this is an audio podcast, so Maybe just taking a second and telling us what chess pie is would be a better option. Or, or you know, I feel like the best thing to do to really have our listeners, the next time that we meet together, Janet will pay, bake each of our favorite pies so that we can all sample each other's favorite pie. And that will be pie week. I mean... I have every <clears throat> bit of faith that that will actually happen. Yeah, I could... I could make pie for everybody. <laughs> we just, I would be very happy to make a lot of pies. We just dedicated um, Janet to hours of slaving over an oven for our enjoyment. Exactly. For the yeah, record, if, if that were to happen, Janet, absolutely extra experience points would be coming your way. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm sorry, Janet. Did you, you just have to like look that. up what chess pie was on your cell phone? <laughs> I needed to make sure I wasn't crazy as to what's in it. Because I've actually never made myself a chess pie. Ah. Because I only ever make pies for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> She's like, I don't even know if my but favorite yeah, pie is real. But it is real. It's so. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a sugar second. And either vanilla or chocolate. Have you only ever made pie for it's a, for it's Matt? Like a butter pie and work. Yeah. Oh, okay. I sat with my grandma when Matt and I were dating because he didn't like cake. And I could only make cake at that point in time as far as desserts go. So I had my grandma teach me how to make like six different kinds of pie. Turns out it was a waste of time because Matt really only ever wants rhubarb pie. Although Matt, he will accept nope, other pies nope. when rhubarb is not available. No. <laughs> Janet is clearly mistaken. Rhubarb, he likes while all being pies. my favorite kind of pie, put any pie in front of me and I'll eat it. Because we cruises, we cruises are a pie-eating family, okay? Moon pie? They are. Sure. I mean, that's a trash pie, but I'll still eat it. <laughs> so, so look at how are you not playing a halfling, Matt? Like, hey, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a lot of factors at play here. All right. 
I think we lost Steve. Either the video went bad or he left. No, he left. <laughs> he got he got tired no, of our trash talk. <laughs> I don't fault you, Steve. Okay, so Kyle, what's your favorite pie? Kyle. Uh, my name is Kyle, and I will be playing Thor Grim Finebeard. Honestly, I've I've only ever had it uh, when my grandmother made it, um, and it was banana cream pie. Mm. And I literally haven't had it made anywhere else by anybody else, so I don't know if it's as good universally or if she just made it a special way. But I would say that to beat for me. Taking notes, right. Janet. Okay, I'm you literally have to make writing it exactly this down. Like my grandmother made it. Boy, that'll be tricky. <laughs> yep. But okay. Nope. No pressure. Yeah. Right. She took her secrets to the grave, so I don't. I don't know how to help you. Oh, Steve. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to make jokes about your grandma, so, yeah. Steve. Like I, I had one of the chamber. was like, nope, nope, stop, yep. Stop. I, I did too. It's like time. moving it's on. Wrong time for any of this. Steve, I'm I'm Steve. I play Conrad Wagner von Holes, and I'm not much of a pie sweets guy, but if I do, it's pumpkin pie. Yeah, Carol Pumpkin Fest. Yeah, baby, Carol Pumpkin Fest. That's the best pie, pumpkin pie ever, ever. too. I don't know. I, they 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 make them a bazillion of them, but I've never oh, tasted better like pumpkin pie. Yeah, good stuff. Oh, memories. Okay, cool. So, and you also play. Oh, also play Heinrich, and he doesn't have a last name. No, oh, <laughs> he's a servant. He doesn't need one. Exactly. <laughs> His last name was removed when he. Yeah. Oh, you're a servant you. now. <laughs> won't be meeting that last name Scratch off that last name <laughs> nice okay so last time on the old world podcast last time on the old world podcast our adventurers had finally come to the north of Zonstadt into a small village um, that has been under siege by undead every night and they discovered that they were uh, apparently they were the townspeople were expecting a bounty hunter to come and take care of a bandit problem for them. And this bandit apparently also someone that uh, Thorgrim happened to be looking for. And as they did some investigations, they discovered half-built construction site of a factory. Uh, they then moved on to the mountains up to a path and found a mausoleum of more. And they met the black guard and a priest who then gave them a small tour and asked them to help defend that this night because they needed more reinforcements to protect the holy site. You guys discovered that this was an ancient secret mausoleum of more where soldiers that had fought in an ancient battle with Sigmar were buried and an, this undead scourge had been attacking them for weeks um, every night and they are in their last defense and you guys agreed to stand and help them defend the mausoleum and so we begin on the eve of the night of battle All right, so as you guys uh, walk out of the mausoleum, uh, night has fallen, and the priest stands at the door and utters a few words under his breath um, as the sconces on the wall um, that separates um, this small um, alcove, the fire turns a bluish green and starts to flicker. And the doors of the mausoleum start to glow, the same greenish glow. And the priest steps through the doors and says, I will, I will keep the mausoleum sealed and the magic at bay as best I can. Should you fall this night, more guide you to his realm. And the doors close behind him. He has sent the guards, the black guard. There are four black guards, two standing um, out at the outer fence. Uh, it's a black iron-gated fence that is 
busted and broken in a few places, obviously from previous fights and battles. Um, There's a section of wall with stairs that lead up to each side um, where you can overlook the battlefield. And there's a central place where a gate used to be, but has been smashed down. The guards rush to protect the mausoleum. We need to have some initiative to get us going here. So everybody roll up initiative. Nice. Ooh. Yikes. I got five levels of failure on that. Minus five. Nice. Yeah, I got four. So I had plus four. Thor, what'd you have? Uh, I had minus four. Conrad? Uh, Minus five. Black guard or minus five. Galatins are minus four. Lynn, did you roll? Yes, I rolled a three. Uh, that is five levels of success. Elves. Has anybody rolled for Heinrich yet? No, let me do that. He is minus two. All right, so a fog has spilled out of the trees across the across the way from the mausoleum and up against the mountains. It's getting harder to see. Your vision is limited. You can see shambling skeletons armored with spears that are shambling forward. They seem to be coming from the woods and are moving towards the the mausoleum. So uh, who's up first? You're you're joking. I good, sure jo- it's good joke, Lance. <laughs> what a silly question to ask. Am I right? <laughs> Who else would it be? Who else would it be? Pulling up the miscast table right now. <laughs> Why? I haven't done anything. All right. So to help for the visualization, there's uh, you guys can see one, two, three, six, seven different skeletons. If you were counting, as you look out through the the mist, um, but right. there's more movement out there. It's difficult to get exact numbers. Yeah. So in this case, yeah, your movement is going to be like uh, you've got your feet. Or your movement for walking and running, but in this case, movement is the number of squares. So in a single movement on this map, you can move three squares. Um, I believe, unless if you need to correct me on that, Lance, feel free. No, nope. Um, Unless you're going to do something like sprint or, you know, something like that. Right. So if my movement is five, I could have gone five squares. Correct. Okay. I'm good with sticking right here. Okay. So you won't be able to see past that wall. Right. I can't go. I can't look right here. How tall at this guy. is a wall? Um, the wall is like eight feet tall. Okay. I mean, if you can, do you have a from a high vantage point, Jana? If you climbed up, yeah. You have can a I get on the wall? Yeah. So these are yeah. stairways right here. See those? It's oh, okay, it's not cool. very clear. Cool. You can move to the stairway and up to the wall. Put that longbow to use. Why are you telling her to do something that's inherently not dangerous for her? Cast magic, Janet. I'll uh, use my bow. Of course you will. To start, start I will. Uh, Let's see here. So that's my ranged bow scale. Is that accurate? Correct. Oh, I accidentally rolled twice, but we can take my first roll. Oh, no, I didn't. I did good. Nope, I did terrible. It's okay. I did do it twice. Okay, so first you got to tell me your target, right? And then yeah, okay. And then I am shooting at uh, this person right here. Okay, so that is one of the black guard. They're on your side. Then I'm not going to click one or hit that person. I'm going to hit this person right here. Okay. I don't want to hit my own guard, to be clear. And as far as success levels, two, as far as I can tell right now. All right. So, but we got to determine, so your base difficulty is based on range, and it's a minus 10 due to the fog. You know, I have, like, night vision and second sight, so I feel like one of those, something, has to help me out in the fog. It does. Um, The fact that you have night vision is why it's not minus 20. So... (laughs) Anyone else that would be shooting is going to be shooting at that later. <laughs> a minus. No, no, it's 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 night, 
and it's minus so you get a minus 10 for the darkness and then you'll have a minus 10 for the for the fog but you're only going to have a minus 10 Lynn because you're an elf actually I'm pretty much pretty sure that Conrad is the only one that doesn't have night vision (laughs) (laughs) stupid human (laughs) yeah what's your range on your bow Lynn Morrell a thousand. I do have a longbow. Strength bonus plus four damaging. Can use units die for success level on success. All right. So each grid is a range of. Uh, so each of the squares is two yards. All right. So just so that we're aware. And your bow has a hundred yard range, which means that short range is. Half of it, which is 50, which would be 25 squares. Everything you're going to do is in short range then. Does that make sense? Cool. All right. So It does. Does that give me a bonus? It sure does. On page 161, it lists short range. It's plus 20. Excellent. Point, point blank would be 10, so within five squares. So if you shoot something within five squares, that's point blank. Bigger bonus. Just keep that in mind. Okay. All right. So you're at... Yeah. So you have a, because you're at short range, you have a, your test is average at a plus 20. Um, it is a minus 20 for the darkness and for the fog. However, because you have night vision, that's a plus 10. So your, your net here is plus 10, right? So yeah, because you have plus 30 minus 20. So you have plus 10. You rolled how many success levels? Two. So that would be. Three, three, uh, three, two. Sorry, yes. So, so altogether, three success levels. Three success levels. So now we now you need to tell me how much damage you did. Yeah. So when it says can use the units die for success levels on success, would that be if I roll a forty-five? Would that be four or five? Five. So that would be better than my normal success levels. Is that accurate? Yeah, because you had three success levels. Yep, so you you do five. Okay, making sure I'm doing that math correct. Yep. So five plus my strength bonus plus four. So strength Mm. bonus is three. So seven plus five is 12. You also have impale, by the way. Don't forget, because of your arrows. Yes, so I do. Critical hit on tens and doubles. Oh, well, that doesn't help then. All right, so 12 damage. Dang. I guess I need to start uh, tracking some of this stuff, eh? Hey. hey. All right, and uh, where did it hit 54, which is um, on the body? All right, so the arrow flies through the air, uh, goes into the chest of this skeleton, who um, steps back with the force of the arrow. Um, it cracks his armor, and several ribs smash out the back of uh, his back with the impact of the arrow. The skeleton stumbles for a moment as its whole rib cage partially collapses, but despite it being lopsided now, um, it continues walking forward. Nice. So it's not dead yet, or correct? Re-dead. It's, yeah. It is, yes, it's still undead, but not dead. Dead. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Who's up next? That would be me. Give me just a second. I want to check a rule. Yeah. Sure. Um. All right. So I want to cast a blessing of righteousness. And who else has a ranged weapon? Anybody? I have a crossbow on my sheet, but I think that's from last time. I think I picked it up, so I don't think so. Um, so just her, I guess. Okay, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cast a blessing of righteousness on Janet's bow and arrow. Uh, she's within six yards. Currently, well, six yards. Is each uh, square is two yards. So, okay, oh, yeah. Then, so yeah. Yeah. Even with like whatever height, whatever elevation she's at, she should, should still be in reach. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. I get lucky with a roll, like it'll that'll trigger on multiple people's weapons. So let's hope. Mm. I'll use a fortune on that. Fortune. 
Okay, well, I was successful. So, Janet, your weapon now counts as being magical. Oh, dude, what does this look like? I feel uh, like this should be cool. Did, we've established it blows. It glows blue now, right? Is that something we just established? I, was it? I thought it was purple. Was it purple? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was purple. So yeah, I uh, I like close my eyes, cast my hand out up towards uh, where Lynn is standing up on the wall, uh, say a quick prayer to um, Maven, and praise Maven. My my prayer is praise Maven. Praise Maven. So. <laughs> yeah, your weapon counts as magical now. I was hopeful that that would trigger to more folks, but fortunately, not the case. I'm I'm actually a little worried about our podcast. Um, the reason I say that is we started strong on this podcast with many a times where we said praise Sigmar, but lately, Maben has kind of taken forefront. We so say praise Maben a lot more now. People are starting to see the truth, Lance. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> people are starting to see the truth oh it's good all right and i also i just moved forward a little bit so that i can i'll be there maybe i won't push so far ahead uh no that's good i'm I'm going to you're gonna like just go straight up yeah who's yeah. who's okay. next in initiative next would be believe it or not it is heinrich all right let's do it heinrich right, so heinrich's gonna move on to the wall just to kind of get a better view and also maybe just kind of uh, be the just-in-case guy right there. All right. I just want to say if by the end of this we don't see Heinrich jump off that wall and land piercing his sword through a skeleton, <laughs> I'm going to be real disappointed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, Thor. Unleash the power of the gods. Um, yeah, so... Um, I'm just going to move up three to there. All right. Take a defensive stance. And I obviously have, yeah, I have my sword out uh, and I'm just, you know, we obviously see all of these skeletons charging um, and knowing that, you know, right in the middle, there's a choke point right there. Then obviously I want to just be ready for that. All right. Who's up next? That would be... The lovely skeletons. All right. As this continues on, so what we see is the mists are royal, like boiling almost, and and you can see movement all across uh, the where you can barely see outlines of the trees and stuff um, as skeletons start to move forward. Um, you see some shambling skeletons, including our our skeleton with uh, his uh, chest mostly broken apart. Um, run forward and slam into the two black guard holding the remains of the iron gate. How badass are these black guard? I just sent you guys stats because you guys are going to roll for them. All right. I've got that sheet pulled up on my on the phone here. All right. So you're watching a skeleton start to move up uh, to the black guard, but also move up to the uh the fence the remains of it and it looks like they're trying to climb over wow one of them actually succeeded oh these black guards are vicious got a crossbow uh black helberg which has defensive hack and impale and weapon skill 47 boy that is a lot of skeletons for those who can't see Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, four, fifteen, sixteen skeletons are now rushing towards us. Yes, uh, yes, they are. So uh, as those those the boiling movement out of the uh, fog, as more and more appear, they they are scratching and clawing at the the fences, trying to get over them. And they're now, uh, several of them have slammed into the two guards that are uh, holding the opening in the middle. Uh, one skeleton manages to climb over and fall on the other side and gets up and starts to move towards Thorgrim. Uh, there is a large number of skeletons. It becomes clear that even if you do win tonight, the black guard would have never been able to hold tonight by themselves. Um, having said that, we now have a few combats uh, to to roll up here. So 
If somebody wants to take care of our black guard for combat, we have a couple of situations where uh, we're going to go. So we're going to start. There are two black guard that are holding this gate. And the first one on the right here is where we'll begin. Um, does someone want to volunteer to roll for the black guard? Sure, I will roll for the black guard. All right, so this first one has three skeletons that are attacking. Um, what is the range on the black guard's halberd? Long. Yes, long. Okay, excellent. So I'm just kind of comparing. All right, so the spear is longer, so the skeletons will get a plus 20, um, or a plus 10, rather. In addition, they outnumber 3 to 1, which is going to be a plus 40. So the skeletons get a plus 50 in their roll. But their weapon skill is crap, so it might not matter. So skeleton 1. Oh, Ooh, my that's goodness. Good. That's a crit. That is a crit. Um, I don't remember the uh, the outnumbering rules right offhand. Is it like if, how close do they need to be within within like attack range? Yeah, they have to be engaged. Engaged. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So three to one is plus forty. Two to one is plus twenty. Anything above three? I mean, plus forty is significant that's how that's how conrad almost got killed by those zombies is because he was fighting like four to one seems like everything they rolled was almost if it didn't hit me it it barely missed right right so how many success levels are you looking at um uh we're looking at plus one for the black guard okay so first skeleton is plus five he'll take 10 damage but he has, he is full on black plate armor, which will take most of that damage. Go ahead and somebody, Steve, go ahead and roll me. Let's find out where this crit hits. Let's find a location. Sure thing. 27. Which is right arm. Uh, go ahead and let's roll a crit. You want to roll that too, Steve? 60. Oh, ruptured ligament. You immediately oh. drop whatever was held in that hand, suffer a torn <laughs> muscle major injury, and take three additional wounds. Jeez. So this skeleton just... So, like, Stabs gets the ligament. Um, he drops the halberd to the ground and is not doing great. Uh, let's roll for our second skeleton. Um, how many wounds was that total for the... Whole first, man, I'm rolling good today. He modded it. He modded roll yeah, twenty. Right, totally modded. Totally modded. Full mod. <laughs> um, Steve, I'm I'm actually tracking wounds, Steve. Um, okay. so you don't have to worry about it. So, for the record, he has nine left. So, uh, that's plus five on the second one. You want to go ahead and roll? Oh man, ouch. Eighty-five. Not the best. That's a negative four. Minus four. Okay, awesome. You want want to describe, Steve, how uh, this skeleton uh, puts down the black guard? Yeah. Uh, actually, he, he's just gonna actually attack that same and kind of just stab right through, and the black guard just becomes lifeless and collapses as the skeleton steps over his body. Oh man! Ooh, rough. And as the black guard falls to the ground and you see him swarmed by the skeletons. You guys also notice that one of those green flickering lantern lights stops, like goes out, snuffs out, and then just becomes a normal flame. And you hear a shriek in the wind. All right. Um, so we got four black guards, four green lights. One black guard just died. One green light just went off. So is the thought here that the black guards are like magical in some way and they're keeping us defended. Maybe as long as there are black guards inside the, the, those walls that uh, there's some sort of like magical defense or something where the skeletons can't get through. Maybe either way, if we give it another uh, round or two, we'll find out. And by then we'll all be dead. <laughs> yeah, they will have 
we'll have to experiment on that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Who wants to run the second black guard? Run them into their. We're grave? gonna. Well, yes, we're gonna. To, we're gonna roll a combat here. Luck. All right. I don't have, the, I don't have a uh, sheet in front of me, but I can roll. That's all right. Yeah, that's all we need. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So now, in this case, the black guards only outnumber two to one. So it'll be twenty. Uh, it'll be plus twenty instead of plus forty, which is going to be a plus thirty overall. Um, for the range. So go ahead and uh roll up your weapon skill. Oh, oh my. All right, so he may have missed. <laughs> Weapon skill for the black card is negative five, or the success Eesh. level. Yeah, and um, for the uh, it's negative three for the uh, for the uh, skeleton, or no, I'm sorry, it's yes, yep. Uh, so negative three, okay. and then um, so that's a a win by two, which is three. The uh, black guard has defensive, so he gets a plus one success level for defensing. Ooh, for def- good. <laughs> defensing. Yeah, no, for that's good. So, so that'll help a little bit. Okay, so um, this first skeleton manages to just slam his spear, uh, but the armor takes most of the brunt, and the black guard stumbles a little bit, but continues on. All right, we need to roll again for the second one. Oh, that's Gee, an eleven. Man. There we go. Ooh. Man. Oh <laughs> it's the skeleton that rolled the eleven. Never mind. <laughs> right? Man, you know, what are the me, like I don't know why but mine delays heavily so I can hear the oh before I can see what happens. Nice. I was so excited for us. <laughs> and then I was sad. <laughs> It is worth noting, uh, we don't need to backtrack necessarily, but the Blackguard do have Hatred of the Undead, which should be giving them plus one success to all combat tests. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yep. Great. Let's 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 figure that in. I didn't know that when I rolled, you know, or else I would have rolled better, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have changed everything, I'm sure, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Without a doubt. Okay, so four, five, six, seven, seven. Plus the difference is three, so that's going to be ten. Um, it'll be five wounds that'll come through the armor. Um, however, go ahead, Thorgrim, and roll, uh, or Kyle, I guess, for the black card. Let's roll location and find out where this crit hits. Wow, two crits. I know, <laughs> right? <Wow. laughs> 48. I have my GM screen, which is body, and go ahead and roll again, and let's find out uh, how bad the crit is. So here's what happens. The black guard is hacked in two. The top half lands in a random direction, and all characters within two yards are showered in blood. So all of the skeletons surrounding him now are showered in blood. As I'm going to say, like multiple spears just managed to to bust through his armor somehow and like tore him apart in the midsection. As they basically perforated him. They, oh, man. One we are good literally hit. all going to die. Yeah. Do you remember yeah, what Matt see. was saying about you as a GM, Lance, and how you were like, aww. Yeah. It's a really yeah. good thing you took that poll last week and not today. Right now. I, I crit, still crit, maintain crit, 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 that crit. Lance is a very generous GM. <laughs> so are we getting, I'm not are we feeling getting it right in now. Person? Crit, are we getting crit, together crit. in person to remake our characters for our actual play next time <laughs> or, are we going to do that virtually i'm just trying to figure out you know, you know logistics yeah logistics do we need to roll for a location i don't yeah so as the second black guard has been torn apart his uh <sighs> the second uh flame uh torch flickers out as well and another torch now is just burning the normal color. You also, if anyone's paying attention to the gate behind you that has been glowing, the doors to the mausoleum, they also seem to glow less bright. I don't see those, but I'm picturing it in my mind. Right. I kind of want to say that this is Steve's fault because he mentioned how badass the black guards are, and they literally mm-hmm. didn't land mm-hmm. one shot. 
So here's the thing, though. Had they like, let's say they rolled slightly better and went first, they would have ripped some stuff up. Those guys are that's legit. True. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But when you're surrounded by and to be twelve skeletons, there's really not much you can do. To be c- yeah. clear, the the crits killed them. Really, right? Yep. So yeah. Well, yeah, and to like rolling the <clears throat> the the one hundred was. <laughs> devastating good because that that final that final uh crit level is like 98 to 100 or is it 95 to 100 no it's just 100 it's just 100 there's a one percent chance on this chart of instant death regardless of what happens and kyle rolled it so (laughs) anybody else grab a bottle of von holz quality and light it off that blue flame and just chuck it at the skeletons Oh, yeah. We do have. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a really stellar idea. Actually, <laughs> hear me <laughs> out. Than anything else we've had so far. Even if it does nothing, it'll look cool. And would wouldn't you rather see something that looks cool right before you're cleaved into eight pieces by an army of skeletons? Yep. yep. That's my vote. Yep. yep. Uh, Conrad, you are up. Assuming the skeletons wanna, are done. I at least want to feel the warmth or see the warmth of the fire as my cold, lifeless body drops to the ground. Wow. <laughs> And then I become a skeleton too. I'm assuming. Oh no! Oh, you'd be oh. You'd be a zombie, burning, right? Going to get rid of the problem. Oh, I guess you're right. So we're I'm doing just, gonna light just myself on that. Fire. I'm going to move go. Conrad yeah. right behind Thorgrim because he's a nice shield. <laughs> and I'm going to stick my hand out and light in oil, Von Holz oil, quality oil. Super it's high sure quality. To quality. Burns, burns bright. And I'm going to just kind of just <laughs> get the fire going on it. And I'm so, gonna lob. To, to be clear, and this is for Matt's sake, you're essentially creating a Matalov cocktail, right? Of course. Right. Yeah. I believe Lance and I, less than 24 hours ago, had a conversation about how we've never used Von Hold's quality as a grenade before. And here it is, <laughs> folks. It took us. <laughs> One combat, not even the end of the first round, before we turned it into a Molotov cocktail. Nice. <laughs> and and I mean, where's the is... best spot to chuck it? I'm seeing a bunch of guys around here. Yeah, right there. Well, right, right between the black guards. Well, yeah. Also, there's a fence here, and I, I will tell you this: difficulty will be increased if you throw okay. it. So yeah, I would so right here, throw it right? right in the middle. Yeah, right where they have if, to run. If only one or two get over the fence, we could maybe yeah. handle that. And they got to kind of funnel through here and anyway yep. to my, okay. Yeah. All right. And so I mean, I'm going to check it right there. That's what? Six yards, eight yards or something like that is a two, easy four, draw. six, eight. Yeah. Eight, eight to that, 10 that's yards. An, yeah. That's an easy throw. Okay. So, well, it's tossed right there. So we'll call it, we'll call it ballistic skill um, for throwing plus, uh, plus 40 um, minus 10 for night minus 10 for the fog. So you're oh, looking God. at a plus 20. To your ballistic skill. But he's it's Von Hol's quality. It even says on the bottle, perfect for throwing. Like, I know the whole family <laughs> ergonomically designed that bottle to have extra grip. Like, the proper grip to throw with. And they knew it would be thrown. That is, be now, knew. that is now canon. Also, the price, the price of Von Hol's quality lamp oil just went up because of the custom bottles. Well, and we, we have the owner. We're so spot on. We're free anyway. <laughs> we have an in. It's okay. Like, and they also no have like club. laser sights on it, so it literally like <laughs> shows you where you're gonna throw it. Oh, you guys! So, so like, I feel like our we we our our show fades, and it says three thousand years in the future. And you're on some futuristic battlefield with like laser no. guns going back and forth, and somebody says, "We're not going to hold the line." Like some soldier, and another soldier says, "Oh, I got this." He pulls out a giant like missile launcher, and on the side it says, "Von Holz quality lamp oil," and it's like a nuclear bomb. No. Von Holz, Von Holz quality tactical nuke is what it says. It's literally Stark Industries. We're seeing the beginning of the Von Holz fortune. Warhammer is in a long time ago in a far, far away galaxy. 
they have lasers, okay, right. but it's old. So. You also meant to say 40,000 years in the future. Yes, of course. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so you hit with that bottle, correct? So we did hit, yep, exactly right. what we needed. We got it, yep. All right, so here's what I want to do. Let's set an ablaze condition on all... Um, I'm going to say everybody engaged with that guy that hits. Um, and it, roll me a random direction. And if you roll it towards more, then we'll get some more on fire too. How do you roll forward direction? It's on page 150 something. I was going to be like 1 through 25 is left. <laughs> 26 through 50 is right. 51 through whatever, but this seems 163. Like a idea. So there. roll a d10. Just roll a d10. What'd you roll? Three? I rolled a three. Yep. So, okay. Four skeletons are now on fire, and the fire is got. It's mostly red, but it has a little bit of like a blue greenish tint on the edges to it. Yeah. Um, I marked yeah. all the skeletons, well so four of the skeletons are now like on fire. It, differing levels they all have the ablaze condition all right who's next the remaining fire. black guardsmen okay now with the ablaze did we already do the wounds for the fire uh end of round right it's okay i, I guess yeah. i can look up the ablaze condition but yeah, i'm doing that right now so don't worry about, about it i'll get that before we're done with the round okay all right the guards run to hold the line. Uh, they run up and join Thorgrim and Conrad and Deekmere on the front line and adopt defensive positions. Uh, I believe this is the moment where we all say, get the hell back, you idiots. You are potentially what's keeping us alive and safe right now. Although if they're overcome with hatred, there's no point in even speaking to them. Right. They're just in mode. Yeah. Kyle, were you saying something? If, if somebody wants to make a leadership check, if you want to try to order them around, I'm I'm happy to allow that. I mean, we can tell them to move back, but I do not have any leadership at all, so that wouldn't be me. Or, I mean, we could try to have them move up a little bit, but that's I don't know what we're thinking. My leadership is also maybe my lowest skill. It's still probably higher than everyone else's, but it's that's, not great. That's 76. It's your lowest. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's 35. And, and to be f- Mine's 35 too. Exactly. Yeah. Well, but Janet's, oh. Janet has a minus 10 because she's an elf. Mm. I have leadership of 40, but I mean, it's so early in the combat. I honestly think we're going to be clashing here in the next what about, round. What here. about Heinrich? It would be hilarious if Heinrich had the highest leadership of the party. <laughs> that would See what be hysterical. Heinrich has <laughs> 37. Not too oh, bad. Pretty close. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I, I want to point out that Conrad Wagner von Holes has the highest leadership of our group. We are considered 40. noble. Yeah, he's a noble. That's, that's sort of logical. I mean. No one listens. Me, even though I'm wisest and smartest and the greatest. His so. birth certificate says he's a noble. <laughs> yeah, right. His clothes, his four his clothes. four different layers of clothes. Oh, please. Somebody thing. somebody explain to me how Heinrich what what Conrad's outfit looks like after Heinrich put on Conrad's battle attire. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's I feel like it's his fancy robe. But with uh, with like a sword strapped across his back, like he's some sort of barbarian instead of like the traditional side. And I feel like his feather of his cap or whatever is is maybe like different somehow, like where it's it's taken out and it's put on his chest or something or tied to his sword. I don't know something that like makes Conrad feel no. This is my, this is how you go to battle. I would say yeah. he he's not even wearing his his cap anymore. He, he he tied some you know some silk or something around his head like a bandana. Oh, and you know like okay. he then he stuck his feather in the bandana like behind <laughs> his ear or something. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. And it's like silk that's like super expensive that nobody else in the whole kingdom would rip apart and wear as a bandana, but right. he does for some reason. Right. Because he, he, he doesn't want to get blood on his hat. That's yeah. that's what it is. He doesn't want to get blood on his hat. So <laughs> This is my 18th fanciest robe, so I'm going to rip this one up. <laughs> <laughs> and his cap was made for him specifically, so it's a yeah. one-of-a-kind cap. Oh, and yeah. in comparison and to this one, it's the... like his trap robe. And he points toward the battlefield at, uh, at the blood that just got sprayed everywhere. See? See? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's and like a flash. off and like set it down on the ground behind the wall. So like, because he saw all of the blood go all over the place. <laughs> I feel like there's nice. a flashback to several hours earlier where like Conrad and, um, and uh, Heinrich are in an argument where Conrad's like, you didn't bring my battle scarf. Now I have to use my backup battle scarf. Like he's furious. <laughs> it's in the coat, sir. I couldn't carry everything. <laughs> All right. Poor, poor Good old Heinrich. Uh, so uh, who was up next? Sorry, we're we're back to the top. It is Lynn. Uh, can you please add into the initiative order a plus one, and you can just mark it as NPC. Does anybody else want to go ahead of me? I feel like I should save whatever I am doing for after this. Can I, like, gift my turn to someone else? Worth noting, Janet, you are the only one of us right now who has a magical weapon. Yeah, I know. I just have this, like, weird feeling that I'm going to need my skill before all of y'all get through no, your turns. No, here's the deal. This is super simple and something that, again, Von Hull's quality lamp oil is known for. So you yeah. you light the tip of your arrow on fire. Jeez, oh, Pete. Then mm-hmm. you you You're... knock it, you know, pull it back, draw it, and then one of us throws a bottle of lamp oil in the air. It has mm. the side of the bottle with a target <laughs> printed on it. You shoot the bottle, and it'll explode. Not only sending fire, but also it has uh, it's a bigger bottle, and it has shrapnel inside of it. <laughs> it's a tra- so, shrapnel yeah. bottle. Yeah, the explosion. It's like a grenade, essentially. The explosion also sends shards only shooting in the direction of the skeletons. Brilliant. Wow. Of course. Not uh, anywhere else. It's like a claymore. So you here's... guys realize how bad that would go if I yep. accidentally yeah, misfire not. and it like yeah. just catches all of us. <laughs> let's not do that. So here's, here's something. And all of us are dead. Here's something that I... All right, and this system is not a rule, but doing something called delaying. Um, it was, I personally, just because Lynn is so incredibly fast as an elf, doesn't necessarily mean that she couldn't pause to take stake of what's going on. And, mm. like, so my question is do we want to add a house rule that would allow you to delay? Um, so, where it's my. I'm up first, but I want to wait and see what happens. I'll delay to the next PC slot. Um, if we did that, we would here. Here's this is a proposal. I'm proposing this as a GM, and I'm I am afraid that this could break the system, but it makes a lot of common sense to me. And because Janet's sitting here going, I I almost want to hold off, right? But personally, I don't think it'll break the system, but I would, I'm making a proposal as your GM as a temporary thing that if we decide or, or I decide later that it is not working for us, we could eliminate it. But if you are at your, um, slot in the initiative order and you wish to delay, you could do so. The downside of that is, so you don't do a defensive stance or something like that. You could get attacked in the later round where, you know, so there's a downside potentially, right. but I don't know. Um, it's I don't want to spend a lot of time discussing it. It's just something I wanted to throw out since Janet was talking about something like that. Yeah, that's fine if she wants to delay. Yeah, yeah I mean, so I'm I'm I mean, there's really only like a downside of you delay and then all of a sudden the next turn an NPC attacks you before you even reacted before. Yeah, um, but it makes sense because if you have an arrow knocked, you don't have to shoot it as soon as you knock it. You know, or right whatever whatever it's kind of almost like the opposite of having fast where you can choose when you actually go yeah exactly except is delay you choose to just delay the movement right 
And it's not like Star Wars where, okay, it's a PC slot. Who wants to go? Nope. The slower people can't elect to go earlier. But a a faster person could elect to go later is what I'm saying. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Everybody agree? Something still has to happen in that time. So maybe it does. I I think the penalty is is enough already that you could get ambushed or side swiped. Or shot with an arrow. Or, or shot with an arrow or whatever. And because you're not taking a defensive stance, like, in theory, if I could somehow nope. get an enemy to you, you're not getting any defensive bonuses. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. my thought. Matt, you've been silent. It... Oh, I like it. <clears throat> okay. So... I like it. I'd actually, I think it'd be really interesting to have a discussion as to what uh, what the pros and cons to that are. Yeah. So anyway, um, so like, let's throw it out at least input. for this battle. We can discuss later whether we think it thought it was a good or a bad sure. idea. Okay. Um, so Janet, should you I'm wish to delay? delay you are okay. okay. All right, who's next? That would be me, Deekmere. So first thing I want to do is lock arms with Conrad and the other black guards so that every being that is outside of the gate uh, will have to get through us to get back in. Oh boy, Thor, you're out there. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, it's been he great. He kind of ran ahead, though. It's yeah. been great. You knew what the risks were. No, I, I'm going to. I'm literally I'm gonna... two yards in front of you. It's not like I'm, you know, 100 <laughs> yards away. I'm literally two feet in front of you. I want to bless Thor's weapon, uh, attempt to bless Thor's weapon with a blessing of righteousness as well. Come on, roll that well. Good. That is good. So maybe, maybe. Thor's weapon. And we'll say the Black Guard's weapon, because that's two levels of success, so I can hit another. Add another target. This one? Uh, yes. Are both now considered magical. As uh, as they're the chaos uh. of what's happening, I kind of put both my arms out, say a, uh, say the, the prayer that I always say, and again, this this glow kind of starts to, to come around where their weapons are, and everybody that's uh, in the area has an overwhelming sense of strength. I feel like every time you do a blessing of Maven and you succeed, we should all say, praise Maven. Praise Maven. Praise Maven. Maven. My weapon's not glowing. (laughs) (laughs) Conrad's like... Where's my praise Conrad? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Conrad turns to Heinrich and says, Heinrich, why aren't you blessing my weapon? I'm so sorry, sir. Heinrich, <laughs> where's my blessed weapon? <laughs> I don't Bring have my one blessing yet. robes. You don't have one, sir. I left it in the oh, cart, blessing. sir. It's back Heinrich, at the carriage. I'll be right back. <laughs> Heinrich runs through the skeletons to go get his blessing robe from from the the carriage, which is like a four hour walk away. Nice. All right. All right. Um, we now have a the plus one NPC ah, slot. Okay. So as the battle continues, and you just saw the the gore, the skeletons just uh, put upon the black guard um, out at the iron gate. You guys move in to take more uh, solid positions. The black guard move in to the front line as well, looking to hold this wall, and. The flames that are blue and green, there's only two of them left, um, flicker, almost die out, but then f- come back to life, still flickering, as you hear an unearthly howl slash, it's not, it's not a howl, it's almost like a, an, an ethereal scream, and coming out of the side of the canyon wall, coming from the grave you see a ghostly figure appear like it's a you can it's translucent you can see through it it has like a bluish glow um this ghost has long fingers and a face and a jaw with sharp teeth that is much like very bony and and very like distended it has a flicker of like blue flames in its eyes as its its face is locked in like an eternal scream as it turns towards you. All right, next lot. Hmm. Oh hey, um 
I'm going to go ahead and go. <laughs> hey, uh, did we okay, do the ablaze for the skeletons at the end of the first round? No, we We're did not. Like what? Yep, yeah, let's do that real quick. What happens to our good old skeletons? Did you have that looked uh, up? Yeah, yeah, they, they get one D10. <laughs> they get five D10 wounds per round. What? And Oh, could have been a one. Oh. One D10 wounds oh, per round. Dang it. I like the five. Okay. <laughs> well, it's Von Hole's quality lamp oil. Yeah. It's yeah, extremely yeah. effective against undead. <laughs> it's it's it on the sure warning label. Plays. Do not take into crypts or Moore's gardens. <laughs> yeah, so just one d10 wound per round. Um, okay, so we can do this. We can. Uh, you want to roll four d10 then, and uh, we'll see what each of them takes in wounds. Okay, so the first one is four. Um, so if nice. you guys watch as the as they're all on fire, the one of the ones that's on fire is the one that um, had the collapsed ribcage from the arrow that Lynn had thrown. And as the fire reaches his ribcage, he just falls apart into like flaming pieces in in old armor. So uh, you watch as that skeleton falls to the ground. The other ones are in very... Jeez, oh, Peach, you rolled two tens, man. Hell yeah, you did. Dang. Okay, so yeah. They're they're all, like, on the three remaining skeletons that are on fire, aren't, like, they're, like, walking, like, torches. They are really on fire. <laughs> starting to disintegrate it's, with everything. It's, it's, it's actually starting to burn away some of the fog around them. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's like we sell this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> there should be a Surgeon General warning on this. Right? Oh, there, there is. Uh, Heinrich, take note of this. Sir. There was a put some labeling on this. Yeah, no, this we like yell at the Heinrich. We're like Heinrich, write this down. Von Holz quality lamp oil, guaranteed to skill, kill skeletons every time, <laughs> or your money back. Add that to the label. No, no. The Von Holes would never give money back. Come on. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's a it's a whole process. You have to first you have to mail it in. Nobody can read and write, so nobody's gonna know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the well, only reason you have the money to buy parchment. The only reason the only reason the warning is even on there is because of the uh the incident with the the noble carriage from the noble from Altdorf, um, it ended up in uh, the court and before the emperor. But uh, uh, luckily, um, it didn't ruin the whole family. They just had to put a warning in there. But the warning, actually, I feel like the warning says is only for nobles. It says, warning, if you are a noble, you know, this could cause extreme, right? But, and then if it says... If, if you are a peasant, do not worry. I just, I think the key thing is that if you can read, if you're you noble, must have been, like, oh, who, who's going to read that warning label anyway? <laughs> Let's be honest. No one can read. It's all in pictures. It's like quality, <laughs> like a seal, and then a picture of a lamp, and then a spill of oil. Like, that's what this looks like. And then it's like, boom. <laughs> no, 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 like, no, no. It has this big warning, and next to it is is like a picture of a really happy person with their thumbs up. Like this is the best. Yes. <laughs> this is the best. Big flame. Big flame. When Von Holtz be a cartoon version of Conrad, so he's like <laughs> approving how good it is. Yes. <laughs> like Von Holtz approved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cheeks hurt. <sighs> Heinrich's the one lighting it in the picture and it's fine that's awesome (laughs) they've been outlawed in large cities though which is why the Von Holes uh, don't (laughs) control all of the empire right now it's the only reason we thrive in the rural community yeah (laughs) It's it's all about word of mouth yeah you need you need to burn a field. Unfortunately, so many people using it die. So. <laughs> we, we have slowly. We have a problem with customer retention, but new customers, that's not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, good stuff. Uh, that's good. Oh. That's so, good. we only got 15 more skeletons to go. <laughs> right. <laughs>
end of episode. So that's the end of our show tonight. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned for more discussion and actual play episodes from the Old World Podcast. This podcast and related website are completely unofficial and are not endorsed by Games Workshop Limited or Cubicle 7 Entertainment. It is intended for educational and informational purposes only. GW Games Workshop, Warhammer, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, and all associated logos, illustrations, images, names, creatures, races, vehicles, locations, weapons, characters, and the distinctive likenesses thereof are registered trademarks of Games Workshop Limited, Cubicle 7 Entertainment, or their respective trademark or copyright holders. All original content of this podcast, including any audio or video information, is the intellectual property of the Old World Podcast and Crimson Tower Studios, LLC.